You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour. Final hour for the show this year. Final hour for McLovin. Come on in. Stay a while. Bring some hankies, tissues. McLovin is trying to tug on my uh, heartstrings here. He's playing scenes from movies that'll make you cry, including Field of Dreams, where Kevin Costner and his dad out on the field. Do you want to have a catch? McLevin thought that maybe at the end of the show, he'll say that to me since he knows my dad's dead, that I'll cry. But it's not going to work today. Is there any movie that gets you? All Titanic? It, all of them do. That's true. Even I, like sitcoms get you. I cry during that Chevy commercial where the daughter fixes up the car <laughs> for the dad. And I'm like, oh, pretty good right there. Yes, McLevin. There's a commercial where a dad is shooting hoops with his, da- his young daughter and the daughter ages. And eventually she goes off to college oh, and he's yeah. shooting hoops alone. Yeah, that one gets me too. They all do. But this isn't because there's no reason to cry. I should be happy for you. Right? Now, you, oh, no, you can be sad too. No, I'm, I, I'm happy for you. But I will give you the rest of this hour if you want to reconsider. But after that, then it's done. No take backs. What about the two-minute Peacock Live look at at the end? no. This is it. You got you got uh, about 45, 50 minutes, and then that's it. But if you're, you know, content with this bad de- I mean, this decision that you're making to leave us and go work for somebody else, then uh, I'm going to be happy for you. Okay. All right, it's 45 minutes. All right, I'll think about it. Sunday night, Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team go to Dallas, take on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. NFC Showdown at 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. A lot of phone calls. Want to get to those. We have to come up with the most valuable caller. I think it's Ryan in Honolulu. I mean, he gives it great effort. He gets up really early. Ryan in Honolulu is the uh, most valuable, most valuable caller. 2021. By the way, the uh, most valuable Danette. I already gave out the least valuable Danette. Now I'm getting right to the awards. Okay. Do you guys now Todd Todd was named the least valuable Danette. Third place. <laughs> goes to McLovin. Yes. I'm not last. Um second place. After the break. <laughs> no. Seat no Connor. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) First runner up. Paulie. Fritzy is the most valuable and the least valuable. (laughs) That's crazy. Yay. Can you be both? I guess. Yes, you are. It just depends on the day, depends on the hour. I'm disappointingly excited. Yeah, you can be really good and really bad. Disappointingly excited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very inconsistent. That's what that means. I'm very inconsistent. Okay. Most valuable backroom guy. Oh, uh, this is where it's very exciting. Now, let me just run down some of the guys and what they do. And they, they do a wonderful job. Like we have Rob, who is a, a Knicks and a Jets fan, and he should get it just because of that. And, and he's very optimistic. He doesn't say anything during the entire day, but if you bring up the Knicks backcourt, and he'll spend 20 minutes with you. 
Uh, Weeks has been an unbelievable cameraman, but he does so many other great things. And uh, he's a handyman. The big German. Big German makes a lot of this possible every single day. Eric. Dylan, I don't know what Dylan does, but he is entertaining. I walked in last week. I walked in Friday afternoon after the show, like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Now, I can hear guys in the back. You know, you know, I'm going through the door. I can hear people. I'm on the outside coming in. They're playing basketball. I walk in. First person I see, Dylan has his shirt off. Oh. Dylan should not have That's his hot. shirt off. No, it was it was not. Yes, yes, Eden. You know what I love about Dylan is that he'll come in one day, just sort of like out of nowhere, and be like, hey, check this out. And it's like a tattoo of a flamingo on his head, and it's just like, yeah. That's it. Like, there's yeah, no, like, yeah. just, hey, check this out. Uh, Ray is an intern we just got. He's on a rookie contract. Uh, you know, you're not quite sure. It gives you that uh, surfer vibe. But, you know, he's stepping up, stepping into some of McLovin's responsibilities there. Mario, everybody knows that Mario can't be valuable at anything, so you can't have him as most valuable backroom guy. Wow. Day to day. But it, but we do love Mario. Marvin, Marvin puts up with an awful lot. He's one of the funniest guys in here. He's got a bad jump shot. Uh, but you know what? He fits right in, and we have so much fun with him every single day. Uh, Tyler. Tyler, the moderator, moderates chat row. He does, uh, you know, meet Fridays. He watches my dog, Winnie, every single day. Not, not necessarily in that order. No, he loves watching the dog. I got, uh, I got Tyler pajamas today with Winnie's face all over his pajamas. Um, so here is the most valuable backroom guy 2021. Do you guys want to guess who it is? Before I turn it around, I, I, I got a piece of tape for the nameplate, so it's not really professional. This snuck up on me. Paulie? I think the way you downplayed Mario, you're doing a curveball here, mm. possibly. Oh. So you're going Mario. Yeah, no, okay. I don't think he should be. I think you okay. picked him. All right. Uh, Todd? I was going to go Tyler. Tyler, okay. He does a lot of different things and always has a but smile But does he do face. much for the show itself? I think the vibe is also a very important thing, and the cooking every single week and okay. taking care of the dog. All right. It's a lot of go- lot going on. There. Okay. Uh, McLovin, who do you think is the most valuable backroom guy? I think you're going against the grain with Dylan. Dylan. Really? Dylan I want to hang out with, I will say that. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I, you would go to Vegas. Seton, who do you think? I feel like we're... I feel like Weeks is being underrepresented Ooh, here. Wow. Great cameraman. Um, but I think of all the people that we're talking about right now, there's sort of one elder statesman, the father figure of that back room. So I'm going to go with Eric Jones. Eric, the big German. The big German. Um, what's, what's the sound? What, what's going on? There's another radio show yeah, going on. I don't know what okay. that is. Am I interrupting something? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The most valuable BRG 2021 goes to Tyler, the moderator. Is that duct tape on there? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. I I asked Mario to see if he could get a nameplate, and uh, he he didn't do it. Uh, Here comes Tyler. Tyler is coming in right now. He's got his pajamas on if you're watching on Peacock. 
You know, it's funny is that you were just talking about how valuable he is while he was on camera here, wandering Tyler. around uh, aimlessly. No, no, he's he's actually he's, he's actually cooking. So he's got hot dogs, he made chili, and we got hamburgers. And he took the dog for a walk. Yes, he did. Tyler, congratulations. Congratulations, Tyler. Yes. Yeah, Tyler, those pajamas look great. Those are baller. I, I don't know. know if that trophy's going to fit in his apartment. <laughs> or his orange Camaro. <laughs> I still love that story, that he bought basically the same car as the big German. And, and like a month later... <laughs> You know, that movie, Single White Female, that, uh, that's, that's Tyler. Who, who gets a Camaro in the winter except for <laughs> Tyler, the moderator? Uh, congratulations. Todd, congratulations as the least valuable and most valuable Dan ever. Thank you very much. Yes. Is this the first time that's happened? Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, it is. Groundbreaking. Uh, Texas A&M taps out of the Gator Bowl. I guess Rutgers is going to play the Final Four forfeits are in play for college football if you can't field a football team then you could forfeit and you could actually have a national championship with no national championship if both teams would have to forfeit college football playoff committee came up with this timing is really curious you got the titans and the niners tonight uh ucf in florida north texas and miami of ohio couple of phone calls in here as people get to say goodbye to McLovin, the final hour here. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu. Ryan, congratulations as the most valuable caller for this year. Oh, oh wow. Dan, really? Yep. First oh. ever. First ever. What time is it? What time well, is it out there? Uh, well, it's uh, just after 6 a.m., and uh, I'd like to thank you for accepting my calls against your better judgment. <laughs> I, I'd like to thank Fritzy for allowing me to be funnier and wittier at Mock Headlines and Sports nice. all year. Congratulations. No offense. No offense. Um, and I have some Christmas or holiday sports names for you. Okay. Sounds good. Now, you can lose the award. Just saying, Ryan. Oh, I'm I'm well aware. Okay. Yes, okay. I know how you guys operate. Okay, yes. all right. Here's Ryan in Honolulu, our most valuable caller, and maybe least valuable caller as well. Here we go. NFL insider Ian Rapper present. <laughs> Boxing champ Evando Holy Knight. <laughs> Washington. Washington quarterback, Joe Three Wiseman. <laughs> he got it done. Memphis star, Ja Dreamer Ornament. <laughs> wait, 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 Tree Horn Morant? Is that what you said? Something like that. <laughs> this one is Carson Palmer inspired. Piss. Mistletoe! <laughs> and then, well, let's go with the one from last year. Zlatan Ebenezer Scrooge! <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I just want to say, aloha, McLovin. It also means goodbye. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for uh, all your calls this year. Any response there, Todd? I thought that was very well done. Okay. Uh, Scott in Austin, you're not doing holiday names this year, Todd? I've got them in front of me. A lot oh. of them are, are previous winners or losers. No. But I do have some. 
Okay. Sky Scott, what do you have? Hey, good morning, Dan. Good morning, Danette. First time, long time. 5'11 and three quarters and a firming 224. All right. Um, hey, Dan, I called in yesterday, um, and I appreciate the win by decision against Todd with the Lamerick off. Um, I would like to give a write-in vote for Marvin for having to deal with callers like me who forget <laughs> to have their mute button on. Yeah, that's fair. Marvin, Marvin's taking a lot of abuse there. Uh he, he gets roughed up, and, and that's where I tell people, look, you want to be mad at something I say, then be mad at me. But, you know, Marvin's just there, to, and he is a very professional, and, he, and he's a great guy. Not as great as Tyler, obviously, this year, because Tyler is the most valuable backroom guy. But he's ahead of Mario. James in Virginia. Hi, James. Oh, good morning, brother. Happy, oh, what is it? Thursday. Thursday. Man. Happy Thursday. They're all running together, man. You know the big brown truck nonstop out here, man. Merry Christmas, Dan Nets. Merry Christmas, DP. Merry Christmas, the DP Nation. I hope everybody has a great and safe holiday season, man. I got to say, man, I think I need a recount for the most valuable <laughs> caller. I don't know, but in honor of Ryan, aloha, Dan. You know, so, hey, guys, really appreciate y'all. Hope you guys have a happy new year as well, man. Uh, most valuable guest, how you guys not put Ray Liotta this year, man? That guy <laughs> killed it, man. He killed it. Oh. And then uh, McLovin, man, uh, you know, in life, you got to be fluid, man. Bruce Lee said you got to be like water and, uh, you know, take your shape, man. Make, it, make the best of what you have. Like uh, Marvin's grandfather t- said, you know, this, there ain't no dress rehearsal, man. So enjoy it while you can. You guys have a great one. We are Washington. Thank you, James. Thank you for all your phone calls this year. Really, the great, I mean, the audience is unbelievable. We, we have an audience like nobody else in this business. But, you know, we treat you with respect. Hopefully we do. And, uh, you know, that, that you know that you can call, you can email, tweet. Uh, you can be part of the program. And even if you're not, just being there in spirit, uh, you know, with a T-shirt on, whatever it is, uh, we've, we've never put ourselves above you. We're with you. And uh, that's every single day. And that's never going to change. Yes, Paul. And we should say to our audience, good luck with all the surgeries you're recovering. Yes. Because they're almost all recovering. <laughs> yes. That's, that's my built-in audience. Man, I got a controlled environment. You're going through surgery or, you know, something happened, broken ankle. You can't get up, change the channel. Lock it in. Yeah. Hey, I just stumbled upon your show. I'm, uh, I, I'm laid up here for a couple of months. And, uh, yeah, show's not bad. That's all right. Come on in. We'll take you. Yes, Todd. Want to get out of prison a little earlier for yes, good behavior. That's, that's the other group. Yeah. Yeah, I watched in prison, you know, all the time. I love a captive audience. Uh, Michael Buble is going to join us. Todd is very excited about this. I am. And I know you are, too. You're just trying to give me a hard time a little bit. But I can, I can wink at that. I just want to make Michael Buble great. That's you made all. him great, and you'll make him even that much greater, because that's what you do. So now you put even more pressure it's pressure on, on you. Because you never had to handle a pressure situation before. Thank you, Todd. On the air. <laughs> did I do that again? Yes, you did. But you, you do everything in one breath. I have to do some kind of breathing exercise or something. 
Yeah, because you always tail off. But I did go to my general practitioner, and he didn't see a need to go to see the ear, nose, and throat doctor. Yes. That's slowing down. Yes, Paul. I wonder if a guy like Michael Buble enjoys going to holiday parties. Like, well, I, I'm going to ask him this. But Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ask him. But that, you get asked, like, to break down the Twins' bullpen. Yeah. But if he goes to a holiday party, he walks in, there's a piano. It's like, oh, no. Yes, Eden. Because I'll bet for him, like everybody else, it's a, it's a busy time of year, but you're kind of winding down to the end of the year. You know what I mean? You know you're going to get some time off. You know you're gonna... I bet for him it's the exact opposite. This is probably one of the busiest times of year for him. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to go to a Christmas party. If he walks over and somebody's got the piano, or they go, hey, Michael Buble is coming. Are you going to have him sing? Yeah. And then you, and then you say it. Mate, like if Kevin Bacon goes to a wedding, because Kevin Bacon has told us, you know, he was a star of Footloose, that when he goes to a wedding, he's got to dance like he did in Footloose. I'm going to guess Michael Buble when he goes to a Christmas party. Somebody's going to be playing the piano going, Michael, playing one of his songs, and he's going to sing. Todd's going to sing for Michael Buble. We'll take a break. And the final hour, we'll get to more phone calls. He just disconnected on the Zoom. Come Thanks. on, Thanks. Todd. Lost our Come on. And Michael wants to talk fantasy football. We'll take a break. Back after this from the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Paulie said we got a celebrity email. Now, are they... Questioning something? No, no, they're they're a, a fan of the show and they're gonna miss Andrew. But uh, it's it's a celebrity I don't think you'd expect. That's all you, I could say. You guys never call McLovin McLovin. You always call him by his first name. Why is that? Is it just because I said he looks like McLovin or a relative of McLovin from Superbad? I don't know. I didn't even notice. Yeah, you guys always call him Andy. Yeah, uh, behind the scenes people call me Andy. The backroom guys call me McLovin. Oh, okay, but you want to be called Pearl. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, well, trying to make Pearl a thing. It's too late uh, because this is your last show. You got uh, about a half hour <laughs> to make Pearl, Pearl a thing. He's Michael Bublé, singer, songwriter, record producer. A 10th anniversary deluxe edition of Michael Bublé's classic album Christmas is available now. Great to have you back on the program, Michael. I'm curious what it's like when you go, you and your wife go to a Christmas party, and somebody's got a piano there. What happens? <laughs> it's it's just it's forget about the Christmas party. What about the shopping mall or the elevator? Oh, or the funeral home. <laughs> <laughs> when wait when you hear your music? But yeah, that's a scary place. You don't want to hear it in the elevator. That's for sure. But uh, definitely, I mean, every I just went and bought stuff for my wife for Christmas. You know, of course, the last minute shopper just panicking. You know, what do I get? And of course, you know, people see me and say, like, can you sing that one? Do you like Jingle Bells? <laughs> but my, with my personality, though, you know, I'm in the middle of Bed Bath and Beyond going, Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. 
Kevin Bacon said that he hates going to a reception, a wedding reception, because everybody thinks he's going to dance like he did in Footloose. <laughs> like, come on. Hey, come on, Kevin. Dance like you did in Footloose there. Yeah. yeah. If I could dance like Kevin, I probably would. I probably would be dancing. Yeah, but if he could sing like you, then he would be singing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Where's the strangest place, though, you've been asked, like, you know, t- to sing a song? Uh, you know, weirdly, I think it was my grandma's funeral, and I was really emotional. I was devastated. You know, I was just, I was just a big day for all of us. And this uh, sweet woman that we had hired in catering, this nice Italian lady, came up to me as I exited the bathroom, you know, and uh, she said, sing a song. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> sing home. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, again, in my personality, I'd say, like, I don't know if this is the best time for that. <laughs> What is the what is the one song that somebody else sings that you wish was yours? Oh God, that's a great question, man. There's so many. I think, I mean, I think God only knows. Uh, the is one of the. I mean, it's the one so of the most beautiful songs the, ever written. So the Beach Boys. I wish it was mine. I wish half the Ed Sheeran songs that he wrote were mine. Sometimes I fantasize about just, you know, going back in time and just stealing them, you know. <laughs> but do you, do you do covers? You have, I mean, you're a very humble guy. I, you know, a lot of artists don't want to do covers of somebody else, but you have no problem with no, that? No, I do. You know what's weird? I, we, I live in a very weird, you know what, Dan, it's weird. I live in a very strange place as an artist because I, I am... I cover songs. I mean, I do what say Sinatra did or Presley, you know, I, I take these songs and I reinterpret them, the great American songbook. But my biggest successes have been songs that I've written. I've been the pop songs, which is very weird for people to try to put me in a box because what, what am I? Because those guys, Dean or, or Frank or Tony Bennett, they didn't write songs. They didn't have pop songs on the radio. So why do you, you know what I mean? It's very strange to have to explain, especially if people don't know. They don't understand the same guy who wrote Haven't Met You Yet or Everything or Home is the same guy who's doing Feeling Good or uh, Come Fly With Me. Who's tougher to uh, cover, though, if you look at those guys that you met? Like, is Sinatra tough to cover? It's never the artist. It's more about the song and the history of the song and who's had a part in the history of the song. You know, that's, it's funny. I find it, I don't find it easy to write songs. It, it's challenging to write a good song, obviously. Everybody would do it if they could. But when I write a song, it's original and no one can compare it to anything. When I cover Come Fly With Me, you're now dealing with a song that's been tackled by Ella Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra, you know, <laughs> Connick. There's, there's all these, all of these. So it's, you know, it's weird. I think that's what I'm, I'm best at. I think, if anything, forget about singing or that, that part of reinterpreting it as a, as a vocalist. I think what I'm best at is conceptualizing and coming up with um, ideas to make a song fresh and sort of almost very cinematic ideas within the arrangement. Like say something like Cry Me River. I don't know if you ever heard my, my version of Cry Me River, but <clears throat> Cry Me River is a great song, but it took, I was, you know, I think I was in the, having a bath or something and I had come up with this line this big dramatic build 
And when I took it to the producer, I, I sang it to him. He right away he understood the concept. And, and like I said, it was very cinematic. It was almost like a James Bond esque build, and you could feel the drama. And I knew for my show, it'd be a great way to open the show. And so that is the challenge: is taking something that's been done so many times and making it sound brand new. And you know you've done it when you take a song and it's a standard that's been there for sixty years or eighty years, and people say, "I love," you know. I love that you wrote this song or whatever they, they, you know, they'll tell me, they'll say like, I love, try to think like feeling good, you know, they'll say like, wow, I love the way, you know, you wrote feeling good. It's amazing. And of course they'll say, thank you. But do as opposed you, to, I didn't write that. <laughs> do you have to ask for per- permission to cover a so- uh, song? With an artist? No, you don't, you don't have to ask. And what's weirder is like, so it's happened to me. So years ago I wrote a song called home. And it was good for me. It went number one on, on this format of radio on AC or whatever. And then Blake Shelton, the country singer, he covered it. And he had a number one that was bigger than my number one. And, and he had a, his number one was in country radio. Across the pond, a band called Westlife had a number one with it. They called the record home. And so people kept coming up to me and saying, I love that cover of Westlife's <laughs> moment, or I love that Blake. <laughs> And the same thing was happening. I was like, no, I wrote that. That's mine. But what do you get paid off of that? A ton. Oh, <laughs> good for you. Son. Good. So, what thank are those... you, Blake Shelton. <laughs> Keep listening to Blake Shelton's home, everyone. <laughs> what are those checks like, though, when they come in? That is there a reference to where the money's coming from? Yes, there definitely is. It's all broken out. It's weird now because of the way that streaming is. I mean, isn't your is your world changed with streaming? How much is your world changed? Uh, pod, how things are remunerated? Podcast, uh, digital. Like we had eleven point nine million downloads last month. Wow, that's a lot. That's it, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And do you know? And do you know what your your cut of that? This is a terrible conversation to have, but do you know what the cut is? Like, I have no idea. I think I know my manager deal. Uh, he's a great guy. His name is Bruce Allen. I know he's very, and he's generous. I get, I get 20%. He gets 80%. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a good deal. I've been told, he told me it's a very good deal. <laughs> wow. Do you know what your cut is, Dan? Do you know what you like? Do you know what you get out of it, that? It, it, it's so, the pie is cut up in so many slices that, yeah. that you, you know where things go and what they go for. I understand. And, and I bought my own man cave and then I have to rent out the equipment. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still paying people for things that they're not involved with the show anymore. If that makes sense. Okay. Well, I hope, and I, I know McLovin's leaving. I hope you get to still pay him. Um, even when he's gone. Can you, I know this is, you know, I'm, I'm asking you to do something for me. You know, you're in the elevator. You're at a funeral. Do you got something to sing to McLovin that, like, you know, this is the, we got 20 more minutes. You got, yeah. you got something we can just kind of give him, because we didn't get him anything good today. I mean, we're not that sorry he's going, but we'd like, yeah. we'd like to convey that if we could. Like, Absolutely. You got something, something lightly emotional that you could sing to McLovin. 
Okay, let me just try, uh, like, uh, okay, hold on. Let me, I mean, what about this? Nick? Okay. Wait, hold is on, it, Michael. I, it, I, I got to yeah. give the official introduction here. The 10th anniversary deluxe edition. And Michael's not telling me to say this. I'm doing this. His, uh, classic okay. album Christmas available. Now a new studio album coming out next spring by invitation. He also has uh, a fragrance for women on set. What? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, it's not even me. It's the, the manager. <laughs> it smells like the manager. Do you get 20% of that as well? Wait, yes, of course I do. <laughs> okay, here we go. Michael Buble <laughs> sings to McLovin. McLovin, thanks for the memory. You weren't good, but you were okay. We thought you were fine. Maybe you were adequate. I think it is time to say thanks for the memories. Thank you. I was trying to think of what rhymes with adequate. <laughs> I, by the way, I didn't prep Michael to do that. He, but, but he does know your limitations, McLovin. Was that like Bette Midler singing to Johnny Carson? Was that the same thing? Kind that of kind of was, that, except that I don't <laughs> think Bette was as hungover as I am right now. <laughs> Have you ever played a show drunk? Never. That's weird. People think often. There's a big thing. <laughs> when I started, because I was, I was, so, I was so loose, you know, I was, it's, here's the thing. I did this, I started when I was 16. And my grandpa used to sneak me into nightclubs and he was a plumber. And so the only way that we knew how to get me out there was he would trade. So he'd get musicians or a club guy and he'd say to the club guy, let my grandson into sing. And they'd say, no, my, your grand, your kid, he's six, 16 years old. They're drinking ages 19. He'd say, listen, I'll go and I'll fix the toilets and I'll put in a hot water heater in the kitchen here. And he would go in and, and trade Contra and they'd let me up on stage. So I did this from a, like, it's been a long, you know, even weirder. I, I think this is true, but I was 16 in Vancouver playing on like U street on these little clubs and bars and restaurants and stuff. And across the street was a kid even younger than me that was doing stand up at like 14 and 15. And that was Seth Rogen. And I used to hear about him. I used to hear about like, Oh, you know, there's this kid, there's this young kid like you and he's doing this, you know, he's, he's in the clubs, the adult clubs and stuff. Anyway. So by the time I got to, doing this at 26 and finally got signed it'd been 10 years of me working so i was very loose up there very you know confident and, and it was very easy fun for me but people say oh he's wasted that guy's wasted but, but dean, I'm such dean martin always gave you the impression that he was wasted but yeah. he, but he wasn't but it i think that's the impression i gave but the truth is i'm such a control freak that i would never ever do anything that could i would ever lose uh, that kind of control i i like, I think that um, it's funny. I just did this Christmas special and Lauren Michaels was the producer. And we were talking about a lot of the artists because I did a thing with Jimmy Fallon. And we were talking about, and you know, a lot of those guys. And we were actually talking about how loose they all seem and how great uh, they are at improvisation. But there's most of them, 95% of them are so structured and they're so, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, that it all seems like it's just off the cuff easy, but that's because that's, that's the, I was going to swear that they have prepared so well, like Jimmy Fallon, it's funny, you know, sweet and funny and, you know, real silly and goofy and stuff when you, but man, backstage when we were working out this, this gag that we were doing, it wasn't, it was real serious, real structured. And, uh, 
So no, never been drunk, never been high. Um, but that, but when we switch over to, to, to my normal life, <laughs> I've never been sober. <laughs> you know? It's off stage where the problems well done. are. Well done. Yeah. Uh, you. Your football, your fantasy football team in shambles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady and uh, Alma Kamara were my. I look at I. I actually, this isn't a joke. I just put my head down in shame. <laughs> um. You. Yeah, you felt I, uh, pretty I good had, last I had year. Tom Brady and I had Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, and I put in Tom. And I really liked Brady, and obviously he's a great player. And that just four points, and um, Kamara just was invisible. Are you a Seahawks fan? I am a Seahawks fan. Oh, yeah. sorry about that too. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, Michael. It's really getting it's just getting much worse. More you know? more drinking. Uh, before I let you go, um, yeah, I play judge here, and I want you to be honest. Okay, okay. this is American Idol. I want you to can this person. Sing, okay? Okay. Okay, here we go. In the meadow, we can build a snowman. We'll pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'll say, I am married. We'll say, no man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Yeah. Would yeah, you, actually, yeah. Would you send him on to Hollywood if you're Simon Cow? I would go. You know what the first thing I would do? I'd say, hey, Randy Newman, hey, we're going to do a new Disney track. You don't even have to sing it. We have a guy who can sound like you. Really? I think so. He's kind of got that thing. Who was that? That's Fritzy. That's really good. That was really nice. He's got that kind of, that Randy Newman-esque, that cool, that kind of character to his voice. Do you know Randy Newman, Todd? Now I do. Wait, come on. He's done all these great soundtracks. Is he the one that sang like short people and stuff like that? Yeah. You got a friend in yeah. <laughs> you got a friend in me. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, do you want to hear Fritzy do Rick Ashley? Here we go. We're no strangers to love. You know the rules, and so do I. Never gonna give, never gonna give, never gonna give. You Jump in, up. Michael. Come never on. gonna let never you gonna down. down. Never gonna, gonna run, run around and hurt you. Never gonna say Never gonna say Wow. Never gonna tell a lie and desert you. What do you think? That's good, man. Oh. I would love to get in the shower. I would love to get in the shower with you. <laughs> <laughs> we would sound so good together. That can be arranged, Michael. That is a fabulous that idea. That can be arranged. It'll have to be a big shower, though, to get Todd in there okay. with you. All right. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, great to talk to you again. And uh, Likewise, man. So nice it, and, I, and I'm so excited to be here on this day, like the last day of Christmas. It's like school, you know? Yeah. Remember the last day of school when yeah. you were going off for Christmas break and it was so exciting? Yeah. Now my football's dead. I got my Vancouver <laughs> Giants hockey team that I'll be watching. Thank so you. So that's how I'm spending the break. Thank you, Michael. Great to talk to you. Merry Christmas Likewise. to you and your family. Thank you, buddy. God bless, guys. Take care. That's Thanks. Michael Buble, singer, songwriter, record producer. What a cool guy. Dude is awesome. He plays. He wants to entertain, and, and it makes my job so much easier when you have somebody who's willing to play like that. All right, Todd, you got the official designation. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And that was awesome, by the way. Once again, making dreams come true, a duet with Michael Buble there. That yeah. was wild. Yes, yes, Paul. Todd should just leave the building and get in this car. Why don't can't you really... go with McLovin? Let's just yeah. leave. You can make a lot of people happy if you just say, <laughs> I'm leaving with McLovin. Oh, my bad.
Come on. All now. right, this Christmas is Eve it. Tomorrow. This is it. We're cutting into McLovin's farewell tour. We'll come back and uh, last call for phone calls. Anything else that needs to be uh, mentioned? The big email, celebrity email. Oh, celebrity email. All right, we'll uh, close up shop as we say goodbye to McLovin right after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We got a celebrity email. Somebody wanted to uh, give their thoughts on McLovin leaving. What we learned about McLovin. And will I cry before the end of the show? Todd and I have a bet. The loser gets a pie to the face. Yes, Eaton? Got to admit, I thought Arcade Fire was going to get you there. And boy, you just breeze right by that. You know what? I keep saying, be happy for McLovin. Don't be sad. You know, we're going to lose him and we're not going to replace him. But be be happy. Be proud. That's what I'm trying to get through because Todd's going to take a pie to the face. Yes, you are, Todd. You're so competitive. I know. I You've am. convinced yourself. You yes. stopped yourself from crying. I know. I know. Uh, celebrity email is from who, Paulie? Dan, this was into our inbox, and I'm going to read it verbatim. McLovin, congratulations on your new radio show. You will be missed. Orenthal. And it's from uh, a web, an email, and it's uh, OJ. And uh, we're trying to confirm whether it actually is OJ Simpson or not. I, I, and I've done some digging, and I cannot rule out that it is O.J. Simpson email. Hello, Dan Patrick Show. I love that McLovin. It's me, your old friend O.J. I just wanted to say that while I was in prison, I used to watch every single day, and I used to laugh. McLovin, best wishes to you on your new adventure. It's actually signed Orenthal. So not O.J. No, his actual name, but we're checking. As of right now, I think it might be legit. Do you have any knowledge if O.J. watches the show or not? Have you ever been told? I do not know. I do not know. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be your show, McLovin, but Fritzy's the one who's the big winner here. Got to do a duet with Michael Buble. That was awesome. Do you know that Michael Buble at his house has a full hockey rink? He was showing the, the big German and Marvin during the commercial break. They're like, what do you have behind you? And he goes, uh, that's a hockey rink. He's, he's got one in his house. Uh, let's go around the room what we learned about McLovin. Is that what we're doing, Paul? Yeah. All right. I'll I'll go first. Okay. I've never met anyone who uh, is gets more upset when they're hungry than Andrew McLovin Perlow. That is true. When he does not get food, all bets are off. Um, he's also a very good cook at making chili. Okay. Ooh. He is uh, a natural on air, and that's what the great thing. When he joined our staff, he needed no introduction to being an on air guy. He was good with sports and good with comedy and knows when to get in and when to get out. He's been a great friend, all the best. Thank you, Paulie. Wow. Yeah. It's going to make the other two Dan at job a lot harder. <laughs> uh, I took that off a greeting card. Uh, Seton? Uh, can you go to Todd? Uh, Todd, what did you learn about McLovin? Going with the food one to play off of uh, Paulie, do not stare or look in the direction at all or ask what <laughs> Andrew is eating at any given moment when he's taking out his pita bread and his chicken salad or his tuna salad. He's focused and leave him alone. But I do want to say once again, great guy, always in great spirits, willing to do anything and everything for the show. And it's going to be very, very very weird not having him sitting there come Monday, January 3rd, and he will be greatly missed, and he's going to do great in everything he does in the Tighten future. Tighten it up, Todd. <laughs> huh. Let's go. I ramble. I do that. I know you. But I love the guy, and he's going to do great things, and I'm going to miss him a lot. Thank you. Uh, Seton O'Connor. You know, I'm sitting here, and I don't know that it feels real yet. 
No, it doesn't. It feels like, uh, okay, we're just going to Christmas break. So I think that, you know, January 3rd will be uh, much more interesting. Um, Yeah, check in with me on January 3rd. Because then I'll be like, oh, yeah, McLovin's gone. What should I say nice about him? Yeah, McLovin. I have the same feeling. I'm like, this doesn't feel... Because, you know, we do so many bits on the show, too. It kind of feels like... Like, I'll just see you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make content out of everything. So sometimes it's hard to turn that mode off. This, this would be a great bit if it was a bit in that <laughs> we're acting like we're saying goodbye to McLovin, but he's going to be here on January 3rd. <laughs> but that's not the case. Yes, uh, Seaton. I will say that it's kind of nice that Andrew is leaving in a way because then we could just be friends instead of like coworkers. Mm-hmm. You know, coworkers gets a little more tricky, mm-hmm. whereas just being friends is like, all right, cool, let's just go hang out or something or let's talk about, you know, just BS on things. And I'm... In a weird way, I'm really looking forward to that part of uh, our relationship mm, okay. happening. Okay. I have noticed that you guys are friends with everybody you used to work with. They, like a lot of, uh, at Super Bowl time, a lot of former ESPNers and stuff, everybody, including you, Dan, are really tight with a lot of people. Not all people. Well, <laughs> no, because if you work on this show, then you become part of the show that made it successful. And and I never lose sight of that. Even guys who were cameramen, like we we're still good friends with people who did this from, you know, the uh, the early days. You know, Nick and Casey, those guys that, you know, but they we had so much fun. I mean, you can't help but have fun on this show with everything that goes on. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie, do you want to do something? Nah, it's, it's trivial. I, Babe Ruth did something. Nah. Franco Harris had the immaculate reception there on this is. day. 1972. How much is that NFT worth? I was wondering. Is that the greatest catch? Even though they didn't win the Super Bowl, I don't think, that year. But Franco's catch? I don't know. Nobody cares. We're, you know, let's say goodbye to McLovin. I'm getting messages on social media from people that are like, why am I crying? <laughs> uh, it's the end of an era, end of a great run. McLovin, I'll let you have the podium for the final words here. Brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> How on earth? I have 20 seconds to sum up the last 12 years. Uh, Jr., the third. Not even that. Well, it all started when a young man in suburban Philadelphia stole Charles Barkley's hat and wore Barbara Streisand's bra on his head, and now I'm on TV. Thank you, buddy. We wish you well.